Welcome, friends, to Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast, where we are bringing the power of prevention to you. I am your host, Curtis Kopotic, and I am joined by my co-host, Amber Brown. And today we're talking with Larry Feeler, who is the CEO and founder of WorkSteps. Now, WorkSteps is a pioneer of post-offer and pre-employment testing, and Larry was at the very beginning of this. So he, as the CEO, he is a physical therapist with a CEAS and NRCME degree in certifications, and he started this back in 1986 and really with the whole goal of reducing crippling workers' compensation claim by trying to simply test individuals to make sure that they are medically safe. They also make sure that all this is legally compliant and making sure that everything is up to par and with the objective as a way to match the prospective workers' physical abilities with the physical demands of the jobs that you have. He answers some great frequently asked questions that you have about post-offer testing. Yeah, it's great to have you here, Larry, and get to talk to you about post-offer testing. Now, we've talked about this in the past, but it's been quite a while. So in case our listeners have never heard of it, can you give us a brief rundown on what exactly is post-offer testing? Well, post-offer testing is primarily used for new hires. You offer someone a job contingent upon passing the exam. The ADA actually regulates it and tells you what you can do for new hires versus existing employees. And so you can take a comprehensive medical history you can evaluate the person medically, but more importantly, at the end, you, you evaluate them functionally, which is something kind of new to the physical world and in the medical environment, because it includes actually finding out the strengths that the person is required to have on the job and then matching that to them when they come in for the test. So if somebody actually handles, say, like a 50-pound sledge or anything else like that, you can actually simulate that in the workplace and make sure that they're strong enough to handle that before they're placed. And it just makes a huge difference when you're matching the physical abilities of the individual to their job versus just asking them if they can do that position. Now, just out of curiosity, how long has this been going on for? Is this a 30-year-old, 20-year-old, 10-year-old? How long has this been a bigger part of the new hire process? Well, I kind of hate to admit this, but I was actually the pioneer of it. I started mine for my dad's pipeline construction company back in 1986 because I watched him as a young man hire people and see them get hurt the first week, the first month, because I knew that physically they weren't able to do that job when he placed them. And you watched them fall apart and he never saw them again. His work comp claims were so high that they were settling those claims and he never saw that individuals. But nowadays you're trying to keep up with those people and make sure that they get well and get the best treatment and get back to work as quickly as possible. So I actually started before the ADA came out in 1990, but because it was a fair process, it actually fit everything that we were doing, just matching the individual medically and physically to their job. And that's basically all it's asking you to do in fairness to the individual to protect them from being injured and in fairness to the employer from causing an injury needlessly because they didn't match the person to the specific job they were going to perform. Larry, you talk about fairness in this testing. Can you relate that to how this could be legal. You know, a lot of people think about there's no discrimination in hiring. You see that all the time under different hiring clauses. How is testing somebody and their physical limit, how is that legal? Well, under the ADA, you're trying to actually protect individuals. You can't discriminate against someone who's a qualified individual with a disability, but somebody who has something that doesn't 
prevent them from working or other things is not somebody who's disabled. So when they come into the clinic, what you're trying to do is find out, do they have a pre-existing disability? Because if they do, you need to consider an accommodation. And so people like that who don't qualify because of an impairment are given a restriction and the company then has has to start an interactive process and see if there's a way to accommodate that individual without causing an undue hardship for the company. So there's lots of little nuances in there. But the main thing about testing is that it is legal to find out the medical condition of a person and the physical condition of that person and match them to a job. So a lot of times somebody may not be strong enough for the hardest job in a manufacturing plant, but they could definitely qualify for the lesser job. So we just match them appropriately to their physical demands. Now with that, does that come any sort of ability to help somebody who say maybe currently isn't physically capable to do a job to help prepare them to become physically capable for that job? Is there any sort of direction given or or assistance with that? If they are a qualified individual with this disability, then there's going to be strong considerations and interactive where they can provide information. They can come demonstrate how they can do it. That's not part of the ordinary process, things like that. So the mission is not to ever to, to not place anybody. It's to find the position that matches them. And, and in some instances, if it's a really hard job like climbing up into a truck or unloading materials or, you know, all the things that people have to do in a oil field where sometimes they lift things that weigh over a hundred pounds. If that person can't do that, then you don't want to put them at risk. But yeah, we, we don't have any problem placing. Most of the time, I'll be honest with you, impaired people probably try harder than, <laughs> than anybody I've ever seen. And we've placed people who had amputations from their hands. They've had cerebral palsy, but we place them in a position that we know they can handle without causing themselves a serious injury in the first month of employment. This sounds like, and I'm hopefully trying to play the role of our listeners here, you know, this sounds like we are opening possibilities for people to work versus actually closing the door and disqualifying people to work. Given this current age of everybody's trying to find workers, would you say that that's a true statement, Larry? Absolutely. And we've done the physicals for sports athletes and other entities for years. And we've done that to try to match them to the sport or the activity that they're going to perform. And it's taking that a step further to do it to workers makes absolute sense. And I'll tell you, you know, I know that we prevented thousands of injuries. We've identified things that something that even serious enough that people needed a surgery on, and they've been able to get earlier treatment and get that taken care of so that they could get back into the workforce. The real beautiful thing about the ADA is it wants you just to make an individualized assessment. doesn't matter what status the person comes in. Your job is to analyze them as an individual, find out what they can do versus what they can't, and then place them in a position that they can perform. If they have a pre-existing impairment, they're actually treated better because the company has to let them demonstrate and let their doctor tell them how or let their therapist or anybody else with knowledge of their condition tell them how they can do that job safely. So it's really kind of cool that we've come up with something that actually brings people in and lets them match their physical and functional capability to a position that they know they can perform. So an interesting question is, how is this viewed with your current employees uh, as far as getting tested? If you're late to the game and you've never done this before, you want to get started, how, how does it affect them? Can you do this on existing employees? It is a good idea to test your existing employees periodically. Because even people who sit at a desk eight hours a day can have neck and shoulder and carpal tunnel issues that can be detected and then reversed. 
And you'd mentioned that earlier, and I may have not have touched on that, but we've seen plenty of people who are existing workers who came in with numbness in their hands, and we were able to give them the appropriate treatment and reverse carpal tunnel for them. And those are sitting jobs. Then we've seen other people who had back issues. I recently saw a young man who was 18 years old who had a severely herniated disc in his low back that he really didn't even know that is what was causing some weakness in his leg. And the company was obviously willing to accommodate him by putting him in, him in a lesser position. And by doing that within six months of rehab, he was able to go back to a more physically demanding job safely. So those are the kinds of things we're trying to accomplish is taking people's deterioration thing processes, especially in aging workforce, and just make sure that they, they continue to be fit for their job. And if they're not, then we do some kind of early intervention strategy with them to start strengthening, to show them how to do the job differently and things like that that makes sense. As Curtis mentioned, Larry, you know, some of our listeners may be late to the game on getting post-offer testing started at their place of work. How can WorkSteps help them get this started on site? You know, we've done this stuff for so long and we have policies and procedures for companies to start these things. And honestly, the law says basically one day you can say effective such and such a date to protect our workers and ensure their safety long term. We're going to start medical and functional testing. And from that day forward, you can do it. As long as you do everybody in that geographic location that could be competing for jobs who are applying for that position. So really, it's as simple as that. And for more information, Larry, what's a website that they can check out? They can go to www.worksteps.com. Great. Thank you so much for answering some of our frequently asked questions on post-offer testing. Thank you so much, Larry. Well, thank you. I appreciate the time. We really want to thank Larry for joining us today and talking to us more about work steps and post-offer testing. You know, the part that really stood out to me was the fact that it's not limiting positions or decreasing the amount of positions or dequalifying candidates, but actually increasing job opportunities for all involved. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast. We are bringing the power of prevention to you. Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. To get started preventing injuries, visit our website at wellworkforce.com or email us at podcast at wellworkforce.com with any questions or comments. And remember, prevention improves lives.